Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafur Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Haravamita Ben Shoshana, Le'amin Shabaskitel, and Shu'ul Ben Brita. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmir Daniel Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted, may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Chayesara, Sphere of Influence. Our Parsha begins with the passing of Sarah Imenu, Sarah the first matriarch of the Jewish nation at the age of 127 years old. Avram negotiated with a person named Ephron Hachiti to buy a plot of land in Hebron known as the Ma'ar Machbela, and this was done for 400 shekels. This cave was to be used as a family burial plot for the next and future generations. When Avram got up from mourning for his wife Sarah, he sent his most trusted servant Eliezer to find a wife for his son Yitzchak. When Eliezer arrived in the city, he prayed to God to have mercy on him and show him the future wife of Yitzchak. The test he formulated and came up with was if the girl would offer him and his camels water to drink when they came to the city well. Eliezer then headed to the city well and encountered a young girl. He encountered Rivka carrying a water jug on her shoulder. When he approached her and requested water, she gave him water to quench his thirst, but she also provided water to his many camels to drink as well. When Eliezer asked who she was, he discovered that her name was Rivka and she was the great niece of Avram and at that moment he knew that she would be the wife of Yitzchak. Rivka ran home from the well to tell her family all about Eliezer and his mission to find Yitzchak a wife. Her brother Lavan went outside to greet Eliezer and invited him to stay the night. The following day, Eliezer and Rivka traveled back together to the land of Canaan. When Yitzchak met Rivka, he brought her into his mother's tent to see if the miracles of her tent would return. When Sari Imenu was alive, her candles remained illuminated from Friday afternoon till Friday afternoon. Her dough stayed fresh and miraculously increased as needed, and most importantly, a cloud of God, the cloud of glory, hovered over her tent. But all these incredible miracles vanished as Sarah passed away. Yet when Rivka entered Sarah's tent, all these miracles returned. Once again, the cloud of glory hovered over the tent. Her candles began to burn for the entire week and her dough never finished. And when Yitzchak saw these miracles return, he knew she was the one to continue his amazing mother's legacy. The Torah portion concludes with Avram Avinu giving all his possessions to his son Yitzchak before passing away at 175 years old. Yitzchak and Yishmael buried Avram next to Sari Imenu in the Ma'ar Samachbele in Hebron. Many people have the custom this week in Israel to spend Shabbos in Hebron by the Ma'aris HaMachbelah. However, a question comes to mind. After meeting Eliezer at the well, as we said before, Rivka runs home to tell her family all about Eliezer and his mission to find Yitzchak a wife. And seemingly they are very happy for her. They say to Eliezer, take her and go and let her be the wife of your master's son. But when Eliezer attempts to leave the following day, they try to prevent him from going. What changed overnight that switched their attitude and made them reconsider their opinion about Rivka leaving with Eliezer? Why this sudden change of mind? The Al-Sheikh HaKadosh, Rav Moshe Al-Sheikh, a commentary from the holy city of Tzfas, gives a very interesting explanation. 
He writes, the Rivka's family purposely tried to prevent Eliezer from going because they were disappointed with their gifts. Eliezer gave many valuable, beautiful, and personal presents to Rivka individually, but her family did not receive the same gifts, and so they hoped that by preventing Eliezer from leaving, they would receive gifts of similar value and beauty as Rivka's. However, the Chizkuni Rav Chizkia Bemana, a French rabbi from the 13th century, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He quotes Rashi Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki that Pesuel, Rivka's father, poisoned Eliezer's food so he can take all of his possessions. But God had a different plan. He sent an angel who switched their plates, killing Besuel, Rivka's father, instead. The Chizkuni explains that once Eliezer saw the weakness and the depravity that surrounded Rivka, he needed to move her from that situation. He realized that Rivka's holiness and belief were despite her family's immorality and sinfulness. And hence, Eliezer wanted to leave as soon as possible to help Rivka detach from her wicked family. But when they realized Eliezer's intention, they protested and tried to keep Rivka from leaving with him. They wanted Rivka to stay with them and continue to learn from the wicked and sinful actions. The lesson the Chizkuni learns from Eliezer's abrupt departure is that although community is at the core of Judaism, it is not everything. The Chizkuni explains that if they try to influence us negatively, we must remove ourselves from their sphere of influence. We should withdraw and sever any connection with people who are trying to reduce and diminish our connection to God. For a holy and honorable community is made up of God-fearing, kind, and honest people. In our daily life, it is imperative we realize that we are whom we surround ourselves with. Whether they are family or friends, the people around us have an immense impact on us. They can weaken our resolve, demoralize our spirit to the point of no return. They can discourage us and prevent us from achieving our potential. On the other hand, they can strengthen our determination and encourage us to go after our dreams and be successful. They can inspire and motivate us when we are down and support us while we achieve our God-given potential. The community and the people we surround ourselves with will dictate our growth or lack thereof. There is a powerful quote about communities. The greatness of the community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.